Hello and welcome to Sonoma Parenting 101. I am Barbara Pappas, your host for today. Today we will take a look at the preschool years. But first of all, let's uh, take a quick summary from what we have talked about so far. We started out with the infant year where we learned that the child experienced a strong sense of belonging and love. They were one with mom. They experienced themselves completely as a unity. Then growing into the toddler age, they transitioned to being a separate unit from mom. So they pulled away. We talked about how they are on the go and they want to do it themselves. They also learned during the toddler years to uh, toilet train, to use the bathroom, to wash their hands, to have more independence with their self-help, dressing, undressing, uh, shoes, etc. Now they have reached what we call the preschool phase, three and four years of age. And this might be the first time that they go to school. It might be the first time that they experience the separation to say goodbye for several hours, three or four hours, that they spend that time in a school setting, uh, in a peer environment. It is very important to let children be with children. Of course, you started small with half days and then gradually into the fourth year, they might grow into a full day school experience four or five times a week. And by being with their peers, friendship becomes very, very important and they enter a new phase of play. So far they had solitary and parallel play, but now during these two years of preschool age, they have cooperative play, they have dramatic play, role play, and during these plays with their friends, they learn a lot of role play. They learn to be the decision maker, that they are the mom, they are the doctor, they are the firefighter, they are the uncle, they are the child. And it's very important to let them experience all these roles with uh, their friends and peers. So part of that is that they naturally learn sharing, sharing toys or uh, taking turns. They share decision-making. They follow each other's directions. And um, they have a lot of gross motor development. They run, they climb, they swing, they jump and crawl through and under things. Uh, all that is a very natural development at this age. They also speak very well. They might be very talkative. They have a desire to express their feelings and their awarenesses a lot. And they will definitely ask a lot why. Why? And when they enter that phase of why, we give them appropriate answers because we cognitively help them understand their environment. As much as they might talk, they also learn to listen. At this age, they learn to wait a little bit. They learn to grow a little bit of patience. They might have to wait in line for a few moments. They might have to wait for their turn during circle or group time. 
all that is very natural. So they contribute to their peer environment. They are an active part. Uh, they find their social place in the group with all these routines, whether it's at home or at school. They play outside, then they go inside. They have circle time, they have story time. They sing and learn a lot of songs. They have memorization and they recite. They're also part of cleaning up, whether it's cleaning up toys or cleaning up from snack or lunch. They set up their own snack and lunch. Uh, they learn how to line up, how to stand in line, walk in line. And they learn to transition uh, by following instructions. And they learn to do this appropriately. Interwoven in all these skills is coping skills very very important for children to learn naturally that it's simply it is not always my way sometimes i wait sometimes i sit next to him or her sometimes i stand in line and i'm a line leader or i'm the caboose at the very end and throughout the weeks and months and those two years they get a turn of every role they are the leader and they're first or they're last and those coping skills are an essential skill for life. At a previous podcast, I talked about normalization, and I really want to emphasize that again. It's a very simple word, and it means to become a contributing member of our community. So let's take a look at the journey the child is making from being one with mom to separating from mom and then to discover their own likes and preferences. They gain those coping skills and they give back to their community, to their family, to their friends, to their peers and teachers at school in many very simple ways. And we humans, we are meant to be together. We are meant to be in groups, to belong and to function well in a giving back kind of way. And during this journey, we parents learn a lot about ourselves too. And we get to know ourselves in many situations. And we also observe our child and children and we get to know them. So who is my son? Who is my daughter in certain situations throughout the day and the week? Let's take a look at some factors that we can categorize and observe their behavior. So the first one is approach. How does my child approach a new situation? For example, you arrive at school and it's drop-off. It might be the first day or the first week or several couple of weeks of a school routine. How does my child handle transitioning from being with me to entering the playground? Are they standing back? Are they timid, hesitant? Or are they running through the gate, flying arms, and they're ready to go? So the approach of new people and new situations and the initial response of my child with that. The next one is adaptability. So how does my child adapt to change? 
how easily do they transition? We start with transitions right away at home. We wake up, we are in bed, then we transition out of bed, we're getting dressed, we are eating, making breakfast and eating, and then we're getting into the car. Morning routines are sometimes hard because right away there are so many transitions. At school, we have a lot of transitions too. We're outside, then we're inside, then we're in a large group, then we're in small groups. We go to the bathroom, we wash hands, we have snack. The entire routine is connected with transitions so that adaptability is important to observe. The intensity of reaction. What is the general level, energy level, of responses that my child brings to situations? Are they loud? Are they fast? Do they enter situations with a sense of urgency? Are they competitive? And what is their activity level, their motor, their gross motor activity level like? What are they like on the playground? Are they bouncing off the walls inside? Can they never walk because they always run? That's all part of activity. Regularity. Do they have already a bathroom rhythm when they use the toilet? Do they have an internal clock and they know what's coming next? I always notice that when I'm just about to ring a bell for a transition, that a child comes to me and says, I want to go inside now. Or can we have story time now? And I was just about to initiate that. Or at pickup, they come to me at the end of the day and they say, I want to go home now. And it's exactly that time for them to go home. Another important one is the sensory threshold. What is the child's responsiveness to sound, to light, to touch, to cold, to hard surfaces, to very large groups or to very small groups? And we need to have keen observations and to observe any kind of overstimulation due to sensory threshold. The second to last is distractibility. What is the child's level of concentration, focus, and attention span? When they're in the classroom, do they constantly turn their heads because somebody's walking by or somebody said something or called out something or the door opened or shut or do they go about their activity and nothing distracts them. They are just one with their focus and concentration. And the last one is persistence. And again, this is a careful observation how, how determined is my child to succeed, how determined do they apply themselves with focus to finish a task? Do they sit there for many, many minutes or even 30, 40, 60 minutes to just finish their puzzle or finish their project? Are they motivated? Do they look around um, to take on a new challenge? So let's go through some uh, simple examples. Let's say we have a child, they run on the playground, they're very open to approach, um, they have no trouble with transitions, they are always ready for the next thing, they're in the mix of the happening group, they are loud and active, any regularity is rather insignificant to them, 
and they have a very high tolerance to any kind of stimulation. It can be loud, it can be very uh, bright, it can be really cold or very, very hot. It doesn't matter so much. But they also hop from one thing to the next. They always look what other children do and they never really have any interest in finishing something themselves or to come up with their own ideas and focus on that. So they're happy-go-lucky, but they're just kind of hopping around and bouncing from one thing to the next. On the other hand, we might have a child, when they arrive at school, for the entire outside playground time, they just stand by the teacher or they stand by a post or by a fence and they just observe. They want five-minute warnings when a transition is coming. And then when we do transition, let's say, into getting into line to going inside, they want to be taken to their place in line. They want to be told what to do. They are rather hesitant with initiating any kind of activity. But they thrive on routine. They have this checklist in their heads where they say, okay, now we're inside and now it's bathroom time and now it's circle time and now I want to eat snack and now I'm going to do this puzzle. And they communicate that with us teachers by just checking off these boxes of regularity. Uh, they also might note or complain that something is just too hard, the chair is too hard or the surface is too cold or they were... Um, playing at the sensory table and they got too wet and they want to uh, change their clothing. So they might communicate uh, continuous discomfort with any kind of sensory inputs. Their general mood might be grumpy. They might be grouchy. They might be more um, on the hesitant, uh, withdrawn side. But once they do something, they get interested in an activity, there's no stopping them. They become one with that activity and nothing distracts them and they finish it no matter if it's past bedtime and they just really want to apply themselves. So these are just a couple examples of what child, children might be like. And then of course as parents we want to look uh, where do we connect easily with our child because we have these factors too of approach, adaptability, intensity, activity, regularity, sensory, threshold, mood, distractibility and persistence. And let's say we connect on an activity level. Both my child and I, we just want to get out. We want to go to the park. We want to do things. We're on the go. We want to plant a garden or we are building something. Or maybe we are both rather serious people. We approach the world through serious eyes. And then we look, uh, where do we easily enter into conflict? Where are we the most opposite? And it might be that the child, first thing, they open their eyes and they're ready to go. They're up and they're fast and loud and they're full of ideas but I myself am very slow with transitions. I don't want to be bothered right away. I don't want to feel the pressure of having to communicate or respond. I like to be slow and be left alone for a little while. Or it might be that I'm focused on a project, let's say 
I want to clean out the closets and have all these clothes laid out. I want to get rid of this pile and do this with that pile. And my child is just a clown. They're just funny and they're silly and they're using all these clothes to dress up and to interrupt me and to have jokes and it really irritates and annoys me. So these are observations that we have and that we can make use of to uh, get to know ourselves and to uh, get to know our children. And then what I always suggest is to reflect and process situations and events with your child, events that you find telling and important. And by reflecting and processing, the child is gaining tools to get to know themselves, to say, oh, yeah, I always do that first thing in the morning, or this is a need that I have under certain circumstances. Include your child in all meaningful functions of the family life. Give them small responsibilities and hold them accountable. Inform them beforehand of any kind of consequences and follow through with those consequences so that they experience that they matter. What I do matters, what I say matters, and it affects my community, my family, my siblings, my parents. And it is part of this normalization to become a contributing member of our community. And then always let go, move on, try again, and distinctly separate. You can say to your child, I don't like your behavior, but I really love you. Always keep loving your children. Uh, that's it for now. This is the preschool years, three and four years old. Until next time, thanks for listening.